But my personal mission in life is to help women live for today and plan for tomorrow. I think a lot of women, certainly the clients that I come across, they are so focused on tomorrow, which is important, but they forget to live for today, actually. You know, they're very successful in their businesses. They're very successful in their careers. You know, they have them, some of them have the mum hat on, some of them have the wife hat on, and it's just kind of helping them to kind of live for today in the midst of all of that. You know, helping them to realise you come first, everything else will work as it should be. Welcome to Scale Her Up, the female entrepreneur show with me, Brenda Hector. I'm a business growth specialist helping business owners to develop themselves and grow their businesses so they can achieve their goals and enjoy the lifestyle they dream of. I'm also on a mission to revolutionise the entrepreneurial landscape for women in business. In every podcast episode, I interview someone who has an inspiring story or some great advice for women aiming to start or scale their businesses. If you're new to the show, take a moment to subscribe right now so you don't miss any upcoming episodes. And please check out the previous ones after listening to this. We've got an awesome community on Facebook. Just search for Scale Her Up and join in. Good morning. Today, I'm delighted to have Daniel Lidwaba Chapman with me from L Wealth. Morning, Daniel. Good morning, Brenda. <laughs> Lovely to have you here. So, yeah, let's hear your story then, Daniel. How did you become a business owner? Well, I've been in the financial services industry for just over 12 years now, worked in different roles, and then seven years ago transitioned into financial planning and wealth management. And during that journey, you know, I've, I've had various roles from PA to administration to power planning, which is the role that does all the kind of finance report. And then kind of six years ago, I then decided to transition into financial planning with the goal really of helping individuals kind of maintain and plan ahead when it comes to their finances. And and it was just during that journey of advising women, you know, that uh, most of my clients are women. And I just, I just felt that things could be done slightly different for women because with the finance industry, it's very, very male dominated as, as we all know. And it's quite interesting, a group called Wealthier Her, and they did a report last year and found that 72% of women in the UK feel that they are not understood by the finance industry. And being a mom myself, you know, a single mom at that, I felt that through my own experience of working with women, these were the individuals that I resonate the most with. I'm able to make an impact not only in their finances, but also within their families and advising for six years. During that time, most of my clients that I served were women. And it was through that engagement with women that I actually kind of self-discovered that women want a different way of working. And so having had a desire to have my own financial planning business. Last year, I then kind of had a vision for creating a wealth management firm that specifically served professional and entrepreneurial women that kind of they could resonate more with, that they could feel more understood. And so last year, I kind of took the leap to start my own independent mm -hmm. financial planning firm. And I'm also proud to say that I'm the first black woman in the UK to have their own independent financial planning firm. So, so my journey into entrepreneurship and serving business women and professionals commenced in January 2022. Awesome. So you use the term leap. What did it take to make you take that leap? Had you been thinking about it for a long time or was there something, some sort of trigger? What happened there? I have. I think 
during lockdown, I sort of woke up one morning feeling a sense of lack of purpose. And even though I, you know, had clients I was helping with their finances, I felt, well, talking about pensions all day and investment all day, is that is that really my life's purpose? What difference am I actually making in my clients' lives? And that's when I started incorporating a bit more of financial coaching into my services in terms of enabling women to kind kind of assess their, you know, their relationships with money, but also not just the financial coaching. I've kind of implemented a bit more of life coaching as well, because those two go hand in hand and it's the foundation of any product really. So it was at that turn that I actually thought, actually, if I could create a firm that not only just focuses on the products and the tax planning and all those kind of important stuff, but the foundation of the services is people's lives that to me is I would feel that I'm making a difference I am making a difference mm-hmm. in people's lives so so I had this desire I used to work for a large investment firm and they were fantastic but their vision and my vision weren't aligned so I had that kind of you know a desire to kind of take the leap I think for the past it was two years before I made the leap and then last year I just thought to myself if I don't make the leap now I'll never do it and so I just kind of yeah handed in my notes notice in December (laughs) and then just yeah set up L Wealth in January. Fantastic so obviously it's still still relatively early days you know you're just yeah not quite a year into that into that journey but what have been your biggest successes so far? My biggest successes so far is implementing the dream I think, you know, I have had this dream for such a long time and to actually see it come to fruition, for me, that is my biggest achievement is actually having a desire and seeing it come to pass and seeing it actually seeing how it changes women's lives. That for me has always been kind of the motivator and to actually see that happening and the processes that I've put in place for my clients and having seen them be at the forefront for me has been just breathtaking really to see that happen. I know exactly what you mean. Sometimes you you just have to pinch yourself. You go, oh, I'm really here. I'm really doing this. Yeah. And what's been the biggest challenges then, Danielle, so far? The biggest challenge so far has been transitioning from a professional to a business owner. I think sometimes, you know, we are so focused on, you know, the planning, the clients, etc. And I had to just kind of give myself a wake up call and say, okay, you are a financial advisor, but actually you're a business owner now. So there's different hats that you have to put on. So it's like, it was juggling those two. It's just learning the business ropes, you know, how to get the processes in place so that the business can run more efficiently itself. You know, that's more of the business owner hat and obviously, you know, marketing and, you know, the client meetings, that's more of the, the advisory side of things but really just transitioning to the business owner hat has been the challenge and also recently a few months down the line I've kind of discovered that I can't do it all (laughs) I can't do it all so I've started to outsource you know my administration my power planning and that has just been such a huge weight of my shoulder so I'd say those two things you know have been the biggest challenges so far which I'm aware of and I have put plans in place to kind of alleviate those and did you know before you started down this route you know those two years when you were thinking about the business did you know that those would be challenges the first one I did in terms of having the business owner hat yes I knew that would come because I'd worked my way up 
to financial advice I can do everybody's role in the business so I kind of thought actually the first year I'll do everything I'll do the admin I'll do the meetings I'll do you know the power planning the report writing but I just found myself so in date I was just it was just way way too much and I actually kind of found myself in days kind of losing the purpose of why I made the step in the first place and I actually woke up one morning and I thought actually no I'm going to focus on the things that I know set my heart on fire and actually, those things are being in front of clients, you know, spending that time with them. And actually, it's quite simple to give away the jobs that really I shouldn't be focusing on in terms of admin and power planning. So, yeah, I think definitely the business owner hat was one that I knew was a learning curve, was going to be a huge learning curve for me. But I'm grateful that I have fantastic women financial advisors within the industry who have nurtured me, who are supporting me, who are a phone call away, who've assisted me in kind of planning the business side of things. So I'm grateful for that. That's fantastic. My next question was, who's been your biggest supporter? My biggest supporter has been, I can't say it has, it's one, I'd say it's a, it's a group, it's a tribe. I think I, I just, I've realised just how important it is to have a tribe around you you know as an african child we grow up knowing that we call it the spirit of ubuntu which means i am because you are so we understand that it takes a community to nurture the being of a person and so for me in this journey i discovered that my gosh if it wasn't for my tribe my community the men and women who are already in this industry who you know are able to give up their time if it wasn't for them I wouldn't be where I am today and kind of receiving the support that they have imparted on me so I'd say it's a group really rather than an individual. I've talked to a lot of business owners like probably you do yourself but talking about them going through this you know the the transition from from employed to business owner and eventually employer and they don't realize that they can ask mm. I think you know they can ask for help and ask mm. for support and ask others for you know what what would you do in this situation what did you do when you hit mm. this challenge so yeah it's mm -hmm. brilliant to hear that you're that that's been your biggest biggest support what's been your experience when you ask for help oh it's readily available mm -hmm. I think throughout my journey since I've transitioned into an advisor role I've been so surprised but also grateful at just how supportive this industry is I could find a firm that does something that similar to what I would want to do. I haven't spoken to the advisor before, but I can actually contact them and they'll make time to speak to me, to share their knowledge and experience. And to me, that's been just like a, you know, a wow kind of moment within the industry. But, I'm, you know, makes me even more grateful to be part of such an industry where people are open to sharing their knowledge. They are open to imparting any assistance, really. It's just it's it's, it's really, really been great. I, I yeah, I am truly grateful to my colleagues. Listeners, you're thinking of that you need some support. You're thinking of doing what Danielle's done in, in your industry or in any industry. Yeah, reach out and ask for ask for support. That that Definitely. Yeah. So what are your what are your ambitions for the future? What you know, we're just about a year in, you've learned a lot about mm. being a business owner. What longer term, what do you want to achieve? Longer term. I'll start with personal, as that's what drives really my business goal. But my personal mission in life is to help women live for today and plan for tomorrow. I think a lot of women, certainly the clients that I come across, they are so focused on tomorrow, which is important, but they forget to live 
for today, actually. You know, they're very successful in their businesses. They're very successful in their careers. You know, they have them, some of them have the mum hat on, some of them have the wife hat on. And it's just kind of helping them to kind of live for today in the midst of all of that. You know, helping them to realise that you come, if you put yourself first, everything else will work as it should be. So that's my personal vision in terms of assisting women in that. But not only that, that's also the business vision. So so my hope for our wealth is that we would be able to just make such an impact in the industry where we are the kind of first point of contact for professional women and entrepreneurial women seeking assistance with their finances, financial coaching, life coaching, because it all works in one, really. And that is the kind of future hope for our wealth is to just make that impact within our communities. How big is that community? Where are you going? Are you going countrywide, worldwide? Sounds awesome. <laughs> Could Definitely countrywide. I would love to expand the business where we have offices in Bristol, in London, in Manchester, so that we can be the point of contact for any community, really. And that's the bigger vision in mind. So, and also to get the right people within the business as well is quite key. So to nurture the next talent of financial advisors within the industry to be able to find a home within our wealth to assist professional women and entrepreneurs who have the same vision to make an impact to help women become more confident with their finances to help them have clarity with their finances, but also to have clarity within their own lives, really. That is the bigger aim and the the vision. Yeah, fantastic success getting to those kind of goals. So, yes, you're talking about the challenges that women have around wealth and financial planning and everything. This podcast targeted at business women thinking of starting or scaling their business. As a financial planner, what advice do you have? How can you help these business women make the most of their wealth with any business there's different stages that you reach there's kind of the beginning stages where you're focused on the business itself you kind of forget about yourself yeah <laughs> really and it's fine because yeah you you know you are in the running stages but as soon as the business comes to a place where you feel that actually it is bringing the revenue that you wanted to bring then it's kind of time to start thinking about your own personal planning because i think the women that i work with who are business owners they know the business assets inside out, the business finances inside out, the business cash flow inside out. But when it comes to their own wealth, they don't really have as much clarity. And so that's where I come in. It's kind of just say fantastic. You know, for the past few years, you've built this amazing business, this amazing, sorry, you build this amazing business. And now it's time to focus on yourself to ensure that your own wealth is is growing to the same extent as the business really. And so how I help business owners is growing their personal wealth, ensuring that their business finances are structured in such a way that's first of all tax efficient, but also they can easily transfer the business wealth into their personal wealth as well. So that whatever happens to the business, whether they sell it in the future or it doesn't go to plan, their own personal wealth is not affected by it. And I think that it's important for business owners to recognize that the business is its own entity and you're separate from it, you know, and so your personal wealth needs to be separate from the business itself because who knows what might happen to the business or you might want to sell it in the future but you need to make sure that you're okay so I help business owner clients in that aspect but also setting up protection plans in place. I think we are all aware of life insurance when it comes to family, etc. But there are also 
business protection that you can put in place. You know, if you've got, for example, a key person in your business who, if they had a critical illness or something happened, could be a detriment to the business, you know, you can put a plan in place for that. That would ensure that the profit aren't affected by the loss of that key individual. So it's kind of educating my business owner clients that it's fantastic. You've protected your family. We've put that in place. We've protected your own personal wealth. But now let's protect the business. There are certain policies in place that we can have a look to do so. So in that arena, I would say definitely protecting the business and also ensuring that the business wealth is then supporting your personal wealth in a much more tax efficient way. I guess that's where life coaching and personal coaching is coming in. We need to change our mindset, I think. Mm -hmm. A lot of us of any gender starting a business and and building a business, that business is them. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. you have to get to a point where you have to split that for you when you're talking about their finances, but also for someone like me as a business coach, helping that business to grow. Yeah, it needs to be separate from the business owner because there's only yes. so much that the business owner only a certain stage that that one person so yes. connected with the business can take it. The particular challenges that we as women face in our financial planning or in our approach to money and wealth. Yes, I think the biggest kind of education that I help women is to realise that money is just a tool. I think sometimes money has become this thing that is so big that we think it's so complex. Yes, it is complex, but actually it's just a tool. And the more you understand that tool, the more you are able to utilize the tool to the best of its ability. So it helps you. So I think that's the major thing. So when I, you know, when the first meetings that I have with clients, (laughs) 99% of the women that sit in front of me are kind of daunted by this tool. You know, they're daunted by a pension. It's just a it's a product, it's a thing, it just helps you. And so I guess my first meeting is kind of just helping them to understand that it's all just a tool. And the fear comes from the fact that you don't quite understand that tool. So it's my role to help you understand how best to utilize that tool for you. And so I think the, what you, that that's the number one challenge that they come in with, it's that they, they see this they're overwhelmed by this particular tool called money. Yes. And it's kind of just breaking it down and just saying it, it, it literally is just that. And then what also in helping them to understand that, yes, you've come for your pension planning. Yes, you've come for you want to protect the family. But actually, let's start where it's most important. Let's start with you. Let's start with your family. Let's start with your goals, your desires, because all this tool does and all the other stuff that, you know, may seem daunting, the tax planning, the investments, et cetera, the attitude to risk, et cetera. All they do is just underpin the plan. So let's plan, you know, and I found that as I've introduced money and wealth in that way, where it's you at the starting point, your life at the starting point, your greatest desires at the starting point, and most of the time it's actually unearthing those desires because we are very busy as entrepreneurial women and and professional women, extremely busy. We kind of are in already in motion. We just live. And I found that a lot of my clients are on that wheel. They live and live. And actually the first meeting is kind of putting a stop on that and actually saying, actually, are you actually living? 
the life that you want to live, you know, the hours, are you spending the hours that you need that with your family, et cetera. And so it's, it's challenging that that's where the life planning comes in. It challenges that it nurtures that it gives them clarity in that. And then once we've got that clarity on what's important for them, we then move on to the financial planning. Well, how can we then utilize the resources that you have, the business assets that you have to then ensure that that plan and those desires become a reality. And then we'll use the pension products or the ISA products, et cetera, as just a product just to help that financial plan. So I think the number one challenge is just getting the fear and the confidence, eliminating the fear and just helping them have that confidence. And it's actually, and the way that I do so is just introducing it as just as any other tool that they could use. Oh, Danielle, I'm sitting here. I, I've just had a light bulb moment. That money, that, that money is a tool. And for me, working with businesses, the business is just a tool in mm -hmm. the same way mm -hmm. to enable the life. Mm -hmm. And you or I digging down to find out what the life mm -hmm. that they want mm -hmm. and then seeing how their business and their money can, their mm -hmm. wealth can provide that for them. Absolutely. Genius. Absolutely. We need, we need to deliver a, a workshop together, I think. Yes. Oh, that'd be amazing. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And that's the bedrock of L Wealth. It's helping you to live for today. Live. Life is so short. Life is so precious. Life has to have meaning, really, to you. You have to live your best life and don't allow the business to kind of lose sight of that. Don't allow the career to make you lose sight of that. And, you know, that for me is where I make the most difference for clients is helping them to kind of uncover what living means for them, regardless of where they may be. Can I use that then and, and come back to you as a businesswoman, as an entrepreneur, as a single parent? And how do you get that balance right for, for living the way that you want to while you're growing a young business? Mm -hmm. Clarity. I have clarity on what I want my best life to look like. That's my starting point. And my best life includes being the best version of myself. So I always put myself first. <laughs> Good. Yes, I put myself first. So I find time for myself because I know that if I nurture myself, I develop myself, then I can be the great mom that I want to be, but also the great businesswoman that I want to be for my clients. So for me, it's having clarity. What does a life well lived look like for me? And a life well lived for me includes being able to take the kids to school in the morning, being able to collect the children in the afternoon, being able to, you know, make any, you know, other after school activities they may have. I want to be present with them. I want to travel with them. I want to experience the world with them. So that's my starting point. So everything else that I do has to nurture that. So that includes how I manage the business, when I'm able to meet clients, etc. That is all underpinned within my own version of what living my best life looks like. So there's a schedule in there. There's a timetable of when you work and when you don't and you've got boundaries there I, I do. guess yeah I, I really really do and I I discovered earlier this year that saying saying no is actually self-love yes I went through a few years trying to think that I was superwoman <laughs> <laughs> saying yes to everything and everyone and it would just I, I came to the end of myself at that point and then I realized that actually I had to start shedding stuff that weren't in line with me living my best life. So if it isn't to do with the children, if it isn't to do with, you know, nurturing myself, if it isn't to do with the business, then I have developed the confidence to say no, because I've only got a certain amount of hours in a day. 
<laughs> and you want to spend them well. I do, I do. Yeah. Time is like money, actually, but you can't make any more. No. Yeah. No. So, yeah, you no. have to spend, yeah, use that tool well as well. I do. So I've had, I've, mm-hmm. you know, throughout the years, I've had to develop self-discipline, time management, structure in my day. All of those things have been key, really, to helping me live a, a life that I feel like, actually, yes, I can breathe. Using my, my own experience, sometimes I put those boundaries in place and then they, yeah, they slip. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's about pulling back and going, no, I, I put that boundary there for a reason through lockdown and everything that was yeah, trying to run a business through through that difficult time, you go, well, I've got nothing else to do. I might as well be mm-hmm. working and working. And yeah, it's not mm-hmm. it's not good for me or for the family, therefore for the business. So Yes. I am very selfish with my time when it comes to self-care because I have been at a place where everything and everybody else came first and I was last and I just I lost myself in the midst of that and I've had to say no in order to rediscover and find myself really and as a result I feel like I'm a better mom I'm a better advisor I'm a better businesswoman (laughs) because of that if you don't mind me drilling into that then you've lost yourself you said what what was the trigger to realizing that you had to make a change the relationship with my children Mm -hmm. that changed I've got two young children and I felt every time I was with them I wasn't present I was there but I wasn't present because I had 30 other things in my head so I actually woke up to the fact that I'm there but I'm not there you know and something had to give Something really, really had to give. But then also I got to a place where I was I was burnt out. I literally, energy-wise, I didn't have energy, I didn't have motivations. So all those things were kind of just red flags. Let me know that actually you are not where you're supposed to be. And then I just, yeah, I just I just concluded that I just have taken too much on and I need to focus on the things that are important really. It'll not be a surprise to you that you're not the first person to talk about burnout on this <laughs> podcast. <laughs> <laughs> for anyone that's feeling like they're approaching that or they're there they're burnt out what's your advice to a listener i think there's two things there's self-development which we are very good at doing we can read the books listen to the podcasts etc but it needs to be accompanied with self-awareness so it's being aware of yourself how you are feeling in any given moment being aware of how the day has been for you how has that impacted you emotionally mentally so for me being more self-aware of who I am and what I'm able to take on and if I take on too much how does that affect me as an individual all that self-awareness was what made the difference for me I couldn't agree more it's about learning who you are and who you need to be yes 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 who you need to be to show up to Mm -hmm. the world Absolutely. We have a generalised principle that we talk about, be times do equals have. And I guess Mm. when we're talking about money, a lot of it's about what we need to have. Yes. But as a business owner, it's about who you need to be. So, yeah, I love the the connection there with with wealth and business. As you know, the Skill Her Up podcast is aimed to inspire and motivate women to Mm. step up, start up and scale up their business. And make a difference to the gender balance in entrepreneurship. How are we going to bring about this revolution? Do you have any thoughts on that? I think it's slowly started. I think what I'm finding is that more women are recognising that we are stronger in community. So I think it goes back to what you were saying before about reaching out, you know, and knowing that the help is available. There are resources out there that assist women 
in the different stages of the entrepreneurial journey. And it's just about getting plugged in to a community and being fearless in doing so and not thinking that you're going to be looked upon in a certain way because you don't know how to run a business or you don't know how to run the business finances or your own personal wealth, et cetera. But it's recognizing that there is a growing community of women who are there to nurture and want to support women. And so I think the key really is looking around to see who can I bring into my tribe to help me? Who do I need to be in my tribe to help me to be the woman or the business owner that I want to be? And it's having that tribe around for the different areas. So it's having a life coach to help you with you. It's having a business coach to help you with (laughs) you know the business and it's having a financial advisor who is in effect your your financial coach so it's having the tribe around you and kind of the the women around you who are your advocate because they are there and they are growing and it's available and what I'm seeing is going in an upward trajectory yeah I see that also and if you don't mind a little shameless plug for the scale her up community I've Mm -hmm. got a group on Facebook that's a tribe to join. I'm not sure if Fell Wealth is, is going down that route as well. We will. So we're going to yeah. have her retirement hub to kind of help nurture women to become more confident when it comes to their retirement planning. Kind of this is, you know, planning for tomorrow, what to look out for, how to understand all the different jargons that are, in, you know, within retirement planning and pensions, etc. So that platform is where we're going to share ideas and, and knowledge will be nurtured. So that's coming up next year and we call the retirement hub. But as soon as you let me know about that I'll add it as a link to the to the show notes of this podcast so it might not be available here but come back in the new year and we'll share the fit for anybody listening in 2023 it should hopefully be there for them so that's brilliant is there anything that I should have asked that I didn't I think one thing I would leave with and encouraging women is you don't have to wait for tomorrow. You don't have to wait for retirement to actually live. I'm very big on living for today while you're thinking ahead. So I, I guess wherever you may find yourself in your entrepreneurial journey, wherever you may find yourself in your career, don't forget to live. Don't forget to put yourself first whilst planning I for tomorrow. I love it. That's a, something I, I definitely need to remind myself. I might put it in my daily affirmations. <laughs> I, I live for today. Oh, thank you so much, Danielle. It's been re- a real pleasure to talk to you today and yeah we'll be keeping in touch definitely we think there's quite an alignment between what you do and what I do so thank you so much for being on the Scale Her Up podcast today oh thank you so much for having me Brenda thank you Please join our Facebook community at Scale Her Up. Connect with me, Brenda Hector, on social media and drop me a message to let me know you're enjoying the podcast. Ladies, you can do it and we're going to make a massive difference.